this like idea like how can we be great like how can how can we make everything focused around ourselves and, and I think that's part of the, the issue that scares me with technology and when yep. you talk about that kind of speed like it's almost like again this race to build the, the, the tallest yep. tower right yep. and, and it, it just again leads to our own demise I mean that's yep. just like as you're saying it like my, like all these like red yeah. you know flashing yeah. lights are going off in my head you know yeah it's a, it's uh it's the tower of babel that's a, it's a similar type uh, idea that that i had and that brings in like I, I love the way you guys have kind of approached this discussion with technology as far as always equating and connecting it back to the soul so as we're wrestling with this or as we're trying to figure out how to navigate technology in our lives today really it's not just like for convenience or productivity you know purposes but it's really how does that relate to our soul what does that mean for our soul and i think that's it almost sets the stage for, and I think you're already seeing the grassroots of this start, but it sets the stage for the discussion of the soul. And so as we're trying to create artificial life, I know we've even talked about, you know, the, the discussions that we've had about AIs, like what does that mean for, for ministers and for, you know, for church members and for what, what do we do in ministry and how do we help facilitate that? Hey, what's up guys? It's Elijah here with uh, your favorite podcast of the week resurgence culture and i'm here with my main man david hey hey and we got a special guest david was calling for him since uh the beginning of our second season podcast yeah and so now he's finally here to mm. sit in the hot seat the preeminent <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's what he is is preeminent. <laughs> I, can I uh, can I buy a vowel? Um, yeah. What is? Can you define what preeminent means? Uh, I could, but we're gonna wait. Oh, okay. For that one. <laughs> Micah James is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Like a lie, I really wanted to jump in earlier, and I didn't know if I could because I haven't been introduced. So I don't know how podcast rules. Well, work, I mean, but. you know, our our longtime listeners know about you. But did they know I'm here? I feel like they should. I feel like it doesn't like, matter. Because uh, David definitely was like, hey, man, where's Micah? And, like, we were going to just kind of play Where's Waldo with you for, like, the whole season. And you know just kind of bring up your name. Yeah, and, like, oh, no, he's actually over there, like, you know, studying cow migration habits and stuff. No, like, just right. come up with random just, different just things right. I'm doing each week. But, no, I was actually asking that same question when you guys asked that question during the podcast. So, um, you know. I'm glad to finally be found here. Well, you know, that's what we do at Resurgence Culture. We find people. <laughs> because yeah. we're, we're what, David? Uh, pro oh, and. <laughs> we made it, what, a minute and a half maybe into this before we got uh, We actually had to re-record because we said pro am so many times. Um, and too soon. It's literally yeah. like the third word said no, the last, okay. last recording. Um, well, I mean, when you're trying to build the identity of your listening culture. It... What? This is the identity we're trying to go for? Pro am. We want... Uh, Strive for mediocrity. <laughs> Strive for uh, playing in both fields. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well put. Isn't, isn't it great? Man. Well, so. <laughs> <laughs> He's done with this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> now it's going off the rails. So, Michael, how you been, man? What's been, what's been going on with you? Nah, it's good. I actually just got back from vacation. So, mm. uh, so he's ready to go. Got him Where'd fresh. Where'd you go? Yeah, it's uh, Ocean City, Maryland. Ocean City, Maryland. Okay. Yeah, the, the home of the crab, apparently. Did you have did any crabs? Did you have any crabs? No. Are you kidding me? 
there's things that are like buried in the ocean for a reason. Like God's like, no, these don't deserve to see the light of day. And somehow we're like, nope, we're still gonna go get them. Let's do so this. my wife is like, hey, I really wanna, I really wanna try. She's one of those that like wherever you go, you have to try like a local. Yeah, right. thing, like any normal person. Which yeah. I'm just like an American, you know. He just wants hamburgers McDonald's. and fries, and I'm good, right? No, actually, I wanted a fish fry. What? I wanted a fish fry. That's what I wanted. So no, first time Puerto you ever Rico. Gone first time to an American country? buffet. <laughs> it's every culture on the face of the planet. Does what? Like, there's all their foods. Like, it's, it's one of the worst, actually. Like, you, you ever gotten to, like, a country buffet? Oh, like, yeah. an all-American oh, buffet? They yeah. literally put every, like, they have Chinese food, they have pizza, they like, God bless what are you? But it's like, no, it's like, the, it's like the imitation of all those things, though, it's because not, it's like, ah, this is Chinese quality. food, but not... <laughs> it's not really Chinese food. Right, it's like, oh, yeah. I don't believe it's you. It's what makes, makes America great, oh, right? Yeah. So we just, we just say, yeah, this is our version of this and our version of, hey, pizza, right? Yeah. That's completely different than Italian pizza. But anyway, so we went there, and my wife, on my birthday, right? Yeah. I don't know why she chose my birthday. I decided she's going to load up on some crabs, and I mm. literally had to leave. So we ordered into the apartment that we were at, right? Yeah. So we're back at the apartment, eating on the porch. I literally had to go back inside because she's eating the crab. At, I'm just like, this is disgusting. This is absolutely disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell it was disgusting because you were pounding the table. This is I will disgusting. not have this on my birthday of all days, and but you're eating like the bottom feeder of the ocean. Did you? Did you eat some? No, no. You didn't, you didn't even try it. No. See, this, I will this, not. Like, let's like, discuss. Wait, so have you ever tried crab? No. See, Why me, is anyone trying that? Can I? Can it's I? Can I be honest? With you. First of all, crab is amazing, especially in Maryland. Like blue crab, which is like I've been to Ocean City Beach. Like it's. It's it's an amazing place. Yeah, uh, dope, dope, dope spot to go vacation. But like, this is my problem with Micah, right? Like, I've known him <laughs> for like a long time. He's my best friend. Like, this is this is my my issue with this guy, right? Like, this dude will not try any. I'm talking about like even like a little, like like a little pinch. Just like like put it on your taste bud. Like no. you could spit it out afterwards. We this is this is this is how bad it was. This dude doesn't like pickles and that we went to a restaurant one time and we were just <laughs> hanging out and it was like fried i was like man i'm gonna get some fried pickles i was like everything tastes better fried right and i was like man just i'm gonna get some dude just try one he was like no. and so like we we were kind of going back and forth i finally got him and he's like okay yeah i'll do it the the fried pickles comes out he looks at them and he's just like no nah, i'm not doing it <laughs> i'm like i was like micah just just take a little piece just just you no. you might he's like no nah, i'm not doing it no. like it's like you know like, I hate why people like, like that. It's like what but but why? Why do it? Why do it cuz you you know what you like, right? So why would you like, entertain the fact you, of like hey, I'm not going to like this? But how do you know that you like you won't like it unless you try? Cuz I don't like pickles. But, but you've never had pickles? But you never had I haven't had pickles, pickles in a while because a while ago I found out I don't like pickles. But don't like your, ta oh your taste goodness. buds change this like guy. every seven years? Yeah, well, yeah. they can let me know when they change because I am not, I'm just, not experimenting with so it. I know what I like. Weird. I know what I don't like. She's Why already, waste my, my taste buds but, on something but, I don't like? But, okay, so let me, let me throw another one at you, right? So we go to Momo's, right? He looks at... Like, uh, like the, the, the buffet thing. And he was like, nah, I'm not gonna like this. I'm like, Micah, just try it out. He's like, nah, I'm not. I was like, the reason why we chose this place, because first of all, you are incredibly hard. <laughs> to, like go, it's like my wife and like his wife and the kids are like, we're like, okay, we're gonna go, like we're gonna, you know what I'm saying, do a little just like hang out time, whatever with the family. And we're, I'm like, 
you're incredibly hard to figure out what you're gonna eat. But I'm not though. Everybody I'm very easy. So so like but like everybody else doesn't like to eat, you know what I'm saying? Uh what you call it? Just plain <laughs> food. Like we It's we American all, food. We stick like, with a hamburger, chicken, <laughs> noodles, and you're good. That's all you we eat. We all like real food. So anyways, so we're we we go to Momo's and you like you can you know, remember Momo's is shut down now, but like you can uh, you know, put together in dish. He's like, No. He's like, No. I'm like I'm not I'm not gonna try. It. I was like, Micah, just like you get to make your own food. He's like, no, I'm not feeling it. He gets there, he's eating like three dishes. I'm like, what the heck is wrong with this guy? I That's think like, we have, we have, a, funda- we have a fundamental uh, uh, disagreement. We have a fundamental mis. Uh, we approach food completely different. Oh my god. You you love food. You smile, man. You, we had you over for like a barbecue. You're cooking up these steaks and stuff. Oh. I haven't seen a smile that big on you since like your <laughs> wedding day and the day Justice was born. Like that's the only other time I've seen a smile that big. That's, it's just you're cooking up these steaks. I true. eat because I have to. You eat because you love to. That's well. That's yeah. That's that's why. I, uh, I didn't I didn't choose a grill in life. <laughs> so it shows me. Clearly, we're talking about food today right that's that's the plan that's that's where i was gonna go with it but uh (laughs) yeah so what do you guys uh what do you guys think about uh chick-fil-a oh my goodness i actually i had chick-fil-a on the way down we stopped you know what so you know sheets right the gas station restaurant like Mm -hmm. the best thing ever created for travel right wawa I don't know what's going on with Wawa in Pennsylvania, but it is terrible. No. Like, Wawa's supposed to be some like imitation of like gas station. It's supposed to be like the same thing as Sheets, not even close. The last two Wawas we've stopped on trips down to Ocean City, literally, it's like a 7-Eleven. Wawa's no dropped gas out that much? and terrible food. Wawa's dropped out that much? It's at least in Pennsylvania, like uh, what's that, eastern Pennsylvania, as you're heading down to, to the coast there. That's amazing. Absolutely terrible. So then we stopped yeah. at Chick-fil-A, and they had a play place in Chick-fil-A, not for me, for the kids, but it was. <laughs> He's a little it too excited. It was. No, it was great. So we had some Chick-fil-A and That's played great. on the playground and then got back in the car and kept driving. That's great. Did you take the pickles off in a Chick-fil-A sandwich? Oh, who doesn't? Nobody. <laughs> it's, it's been a staple of Chick-fil-A since the beginning. It's the uh, only thing that comes on that sandwich is no, two freaking pickles. No, two pickles. I go order, if I order a burger, or like a Burger King or anything like that, nope, no pickle. No onion, too. Okay, so I have just, I'm just going to make a decree on this uh, Resurgence Culture podcast. <laughs> Michael will never, <laughs> will never. I'm talking my way off the podcast. Oh, my God. All right, so today, uh, yeah, man, yeah. as you can tell, man, we are feisty. We're ready for a good debate, good conversation. Um, we want to kind of uh, put a cap really on uh, this I- idea around uh, technology, mm-hmm. faith, all, all the things that kind of basically intersect with that and, and realizing that we are in a, um, a different time, right? Um, man, if you are um, older than 20, like it, this, this is still a weird period for you to live in. Um, and, and, and the beautiful thing about technology and also the, the scary thing about technology is that it, it, it rapidly changes, right? Like, so uh, what is considered technologically advanced in six months is obsolete because we've already upgraded. And a lot of times I think like even in the, the human experiment and in our own souls, like we, we tend to not sit and stay for a second, but we're always looking for the next, next new thing. And, uh, and it's, it gets really crazy. So what I'm really excited about is my friend um, Micah here, he has been doing a lot of cool research. Um, and so he was like, hey, man, next year we got we to gotta talk about AI. We got to talk about AI. So we've been talking about, like, the smartphone and how do we kind of center our souls around that and, and like, with new technology. But, like, let's kind of go beyond that now. 
uh, let's go uh, towards artificial intelligence and and uh, yeah, so I'm excited to kind of jump into this because we had a conversation one time about it, and I'm not gonna lie, I didn't sleep for three days. <laughs> Michael literally scared me. <laughs> what are you talking about? Man, it's it's you could you could go down some some crazy some crazy uh, rabbit trails with that. And I, by the way, I'm no I'm no expert with this, which I think partly fits into the pro-am nature of the podcast. Adopted. I swore I was not going to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't want anyone to bring it up. Because you're pro-am. That's pro-am, dude. <laughs> what did I do? What have I done, Lord Jesus? Pro-am. So, so I, think, I think it's an interesting, I like when you guys said you were going to talk about technology, I was like, oh, man, we can have some fun with this. Because this conversation, like this one specifically, we can talk about technology like right now. But with what you just said, with how fast technology is moving and where it's going, like some of these things in the futuristic kind of perspective and, and uh, you know, how fast it's changing, having discussions, I think, like this one where it says, hey, this is what could be around the corner. Mm. You can't say for sure. It's very theoretical. It's very hypothetical. But it's, I think, um, you know, if we're supposed to be on the, on the cutting edge, if we're supposed to be speaking into where culture is, I think kind of being aware of where culture may be going is also important. Um, and, you know, AGI, ASI, AI is, is definitely... What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't know we were going to be talking about the ABCs here today. Um, that's, uh, that's what we do. That's AGI, what what's AGI? So, yeah, so AI is basically, AI is, is anything that, that's, that's able to learn your patterns, right? So, like, even something as simple as Google. So, the Google search is the results that you get back on your Google search. It's learning your personality, it's learning what you search for, it's learning your location. And so Google is learning your IP address or learning you so it can better give you results. No. Right? Uh, Facebook, same thing. And so it's, it's, it's learning you. So that's, that's just scary. simple, like very simple AI. And that's what we're seeing like right now. Um, AGI, if you've heard of like Watson. Yeah. Okay. So that's like it's intelligence that's developed that can learn behaviors at a human level so no. like watson basically can come up with like <laughs> no. trivia questions no. and you're seeing like a huge this this like there'll be a transition and this is a prediction on my part you'll see a huge transition within the next 10 five to 10 years in the medical community mm. because that's a big growth area for agi yeah. as far as diagnosing specific health ailments and the statistics where doctors uh, don't quote me on this i think it's like a 75 or 70 ish percent i'm, I'm exactly i'm gonna diagnosis. quote you there you go. In so church. Micah James says. <laughs> uh, who's Micah James? No, so uh, uh, this is like a 98% uh, yeah. correct r rate as far as diagnosing. And so AGI is artificial intelligence uh, to, to be able to um, do like human things. So like you can teach a computer how to play chess and it teaches itself how to do chess, but it stays within that box. Yeah. And then ASI is artificial super intelligence. So that's the really scary thing. If you ever want to not sleep, look up ASI and start looking into that. But that is artificial intelligence that can teach itself and there's no box anymore. Oh, so no. that's where like the whole thing where like robots rule <laughs> oh, no. the world and artificial, like all that, that would be ASI. Oh my God. <laughs> we're, this is, we're away from that, but we're pursuing that right now. Which be, sounds like a great idea, right? Like, dude. I robot. This is Terminator. It's, like, it's, that's it's Terminator and then some. Like I'm not, I'm not with that, bro. Like, this is not, it's not cool anymore. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 interesting, and and you know, there's like two factions in inside of this growth development, and there's one that's literally just trying to do it as fast as possible and figure it out and learn mm. how to do it, and that would be the faction that I would be scared of. Hmm. And then there's others like you see, uh, like actually Elon Musk just came out. 
um, last week. Well, I don't know when this is coming out, but uh, stop hitting the know, table. Sorry. Like I'm really, <laughs> really hitting everything. I'm gonna put my hands right here, maybe. He's a passionate man. What do I man. do with my hands? What do I do with my hands? <laughs> what do I do with my hands? <laughs> I wish everybody could see what we're doing. <laughs> That's right. This podcast can't see. Um, no, so. Um, Oh, what was I saying? <laughs> Elon Musk. I can just picture Will Ferrell. Just, so Elon Musk just, just came out, and, and so he's, he's actually come out. Like The whole thing behind SpaceX is like, hey, we need to find a way off this planet because we have people that are going after um, AGI and ASI without any moral restrictions and without any hesitation that we're creating our own demise. So we have to find a way off this planet as fast as possible. Like That's one of the motivators that's, behind SpaceX. So I don't like, know if I want to trust anything Elon Musk says. He's a little nuts, but he's also a genius. So like you know, but uh, so anyway, he just came out last week, and 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 they 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 had some breakthroughs in their development with um, with AGI and ASI. But he's one of those that's at least saying that he's trying to stay within the moral kind of restriction. So hopefully, is he being moral the way he's messing with <laughs> the stuff here in Buffalo? Right? He did test. He's oh, Tesla, right? Yeah, Tesla. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. He's no, being moral the way Jesus would be. Yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> No, he's, he's wow. a character. He's, oh he's a character. He, I'm not, he's by I no mean, means. I, he's sorry, Elon, if you're ever hearing this. but uh, I'm not I, sorry. I don't think he's a reflection <laughs> of morality. But basically, there's those two camps, no, right, as well, far yeah. as they're pursuing uh, artificial intelligence. And there's those two kind of factions. So if you ever want to not sleep, just do some you know, theoretical kind of hypothetical research See, on on those with no moral restrictions and going after ASI. See that, so uh, it's transhumanism. If you ever look that up, oh which is not goodness. like the gender stuff, but that's like <laughs> the integration of man and technology. Yeah. Anyway, it's crazy stuff. Man, see that to me is scary. So like the, the first thought that immediately comes up, right? Like, cause like we got to tie this down to some type of scripture and Jesus somehow, cause we're, we're kind of a, Elon? <laughs> a culture, <laughs> which we're, we're kind of a Christian podcast, but I'm just like, to me, it's, it's this, this idea of, I, I don't know, like, I, I kind of, I'm hearing you talking, I'm hearing the speed of what we're going, and it, it just seems like we're continuing to try to build this tower, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're continuing to, to make everything around us. Um, and, and part of, like, the idea I think we see in Scripture very early on is that God has given us to rule and to take, to be caretakers of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like, like in scripture, all of our efforts are towards to, to spend in like taking care of like nature and the planet, taking care of one and our, one another, and then worshiping God. It's all mm-hmm. outward. Mm-hmm. And then we get replenished. But it's this like idea, like, how can we be great? Like, how can, how can we make everything focused around ourselves? And, and I think that's part of the, the issue that scares me with technology. And when yep. you talk about that kind of speed, like, it's almost like, again, this race to build the, the, the tallest yep. tower, right? Yep. And, and it, it just, again, leads to our own demise. I mean, that's yep. just like, as you're saying it, like my, like all these like red, yeah. you know, flashing yeah. lights are going off in my head, you know? Yeah, it's, just, it's, uh, it's the Tower of Babel. That's a, it's a similar type uh, idea that, that I had. And that brings in, like, I, I love the way you guys have kind of approached this discussion with technology as far as always equating and connecting it back to the soul. So as we're wrestling with this or as we're trying to figure out how to navigate technology in our lives today, 
really it's not just like for convenience or productivity you know purposes but it's really how does that relate to our soul what does that mean for our soul and i think that's it almost sets the stage for and i think you're already seeing the grassroots of this start but it sets the stage for the discussion of the soul and mm. so as we're trying to create artificial life i know we've even talked about you know the the discussions that we've had about ai's like what does that mean for for ministers and for you know for church members and for what what do we do in ministry and how do we help facilitate that is is looking at you know, I know you even went into like, um, you know, social media and like, you know, robots and like what that what that means for for the individual. I think it, it's going to bring up the discussion of the soul and it's going to come first. And it's going to come to the forefront because you're going to have to have discussion. What is life when you have artificial intelligence that's able to communicate and be so lifelike yeah. and be able to interact with you on an emotional level because it's learned your needs, it's learned your emotional needs, it's learned your communication, it's learned your personality, and it can mold itself to meet your needs, mm -hmm. that it's going to start filling some of those needs that you, know, you have with humanity. And w at what point does the human mind and, the, in, and our soul start to get confused with, oh, I'm having emotional feelings for this robot? Like, I'm having emotional feelings with this intelligence because it's so human-like. And that's where I think the discussion is going to be. And again, this is such a futuristic conversation, so it's hard maybe for people to, to, to wrap their minds I don't think it's. It, I don't think it's that futuristic. I think you see some of that stuff now. Like, you see people who are, you know, you, well, I mean, just even... Uh, uh, like anime, like that culture yep. with like, and but then in over in Japan, where you have like, you know, sex robots. Yep. And, then, and like some of that's in the United States as well, but like th these are real people having real emotional connections with real robots. Yeah. And, and think about it with artificial intelligence. So now it's not just a person who has their right. own personality and their needs. It's literally a machine intelligence that's warping itself that's molding itself around mm -hmm. your specific needs and so how hard is it going to be to break free from that to now now have human connections and they're having those issues you know this is a sweeping over generalization but in, in some of the, the uh, you know Asian cultures out there because I think technology is so much more prevalent and yeah. um, uh, there they're having trouble with like reproductive um, rates are dropping like crazy just because simply people aren't engaging in that behavior because they have other outlets for that, including sex robots and, and stuff like that. So that's going to bring to the forefront the discussion of the soul and what does it mean to be human, which I think you guys talked about last, mm -hmm. last week. What does it mean to be alive and what is life? And yeah. I think that's the discussion for you know coming decades. Well, like, Can we prepare ourselves for that? I, I think about what you're saying and, and one of the... I don't know why this movie continues to kind of play in my mind but uh bruce willis was in that movie surrogates you guys mm -hmm. ever seen that mm, yeah like it's like I, like it's almost like man m movies that's why i love like the arts like they do such a good job of like i think like kind of warning us you know what i'm saying like showing us a picture of like ourselves and if you pay attention enough like yep. you know it's that's the director's way of saying like here's where we're at here's a snapshot and and like that that movie of like man like these people, which were so, you know, allowed technology and all that stuff to, to basically um, trap them. And so they kept on, you know, trying to give the best version of themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you got the six pack, like, you know, you, yep. you're the prettiest. And, like, that's not even the person that's there, like, you know what I mean? And, and so, like, that's where I, I feel like when we talk about, like, losing yourself in this, this conversation is that, 
um, men, we already do it through like Instagram and stuff like that. We're always trying to show like the best picture of ourselves. Now we have something that's telling us like, which is catering itself to saying like, how can I, you know, uh, uh, basically, um, you know, give you all of my attention or whatever. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like it, my, my, my algorithm is built to, to make you feel better. You know what I mean? To that, that, you know, we all have that freaky moment when we're talking about something and, and then it pops up on a Facebook ad and we're just like, oh my God, Facebook is listening to me. It's all those things. Literally that literally happened to me yesterday. And, and like, so to me, right, we have to figure out this balance of like, okay, how do we use this in a healthy way? Because it's not going to end. Mm-hmm. The cat's out the bag. Like, and we've talked about this before. Like, the cat is out the bag. It's, it's not going to end. And so you, we're going to have the camp which is going to say like okay how can we become more minimalistic how can we kind of cut these things out and then we're going to have the other camp which is saying like how can we push this yeah. to the furthest like reach as possible like yeah. how can we make mankind obsolete yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or, well i think transhumanism is is the way like ray kurzweil uh i heard an interview with him and he, he was saying if you can make it the next 30 years you'll never die if you can make it until the next 30 years, you'll never die because really? they're they're saying you you know obviously I, I think that's a over I don't think that'll happen because I think he he doesn't see the world through a Christian perspective and so no. therefore there is no soul so therefore life is is creatable uh, outside of God but no. um, you know but I I think that his his thing is that you can store up your memories and all the things that he would consider to be human. And then essentially just put you put yourself and, and you can change. It's it's that merging, the transhumanism, merging of the no. technology and and the body. But I think what you're saying is, is really good because I think that what does that look like for us to navigate navigate this time and wrestle through these things? So like as ministry leaders or people in ministry helping others, you know, navigate this. How, how do we help people figure that out? What does that practically look like? Well, well here's here's the funny thing to me. Like there's a pastor. I forgot what his name. I actually forget what his name was. But um, his his daughter died, right? Um, like, and I think she was like six, between six and ten. His daughter died, and like, like really quickly, he kind of says, like, I've realized what was important, right? And so what he his response was that he started like basically um, just tearing things apart, like just like moving things out the way. So he went back to like a, like a regular flip phone and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He made sure like he spent time with his family and all those different things. Um, and, and to me, I think whenever I, like I think about his story, I think w- what, he, what he did was he, he, he kind of said like, how can I find my humanity again? I guess my, my only fear in that is that, like, do we then lose a connection to language to today mm-hmm. in that? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because it, it's obvious. Man, here, here's the thing, man. Anytime I can, I can put my phone down for a second, like, and I can really concentrate on not doing it, it, it doesn't happen often, right? Like, I'm literally holding my phone in my hand right now. <laughs> like, it doesn't, it doesn't ha- happen often. But, like, I feel better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel better. It, it's, it, it hurts initially. Like, you know what I'm saying? They say, like, if you, if you lose, like, your, your phone or whatever, it, it's like uh, it's, it's, you, you experience the same emotional, like, withdrawal. You withdraw, or, like, pain, like, as if, like, you lost your child. Mm-hmm. That's one that's scary. Mm-hmm. But, like, again, like, 
there's something after a while that you feel kind of like relieved like mm -hmm. oh man like you know what i mean mm -hmm. and, and so like I, again this is where i think the tension lies like as we kind of go back it's like man where do we where do we land on this because man this is what i'm seeing people are deciding that hey i'm gonna be um i'm gonna be in uh my house and i'm not gonna i'm gonna watch church online and i'm not gonna come and right. be with people yeah yeah which here's the basic elements for a church to exist two or three people gathered in the name yeah, of jesus right, like right. you get what i'm saying and we've and we've we've taken that away like mm -hmm. those bare requirements mm -hmm. we've taken away for to have church like to to be with to be the church mm -hmm. you cannot be the church by yourself like it's just it, it's not it's not the way scripture you at least two or three people yeah. in community yeah. focused on Jesus together. Like, that's how you stay away from heresy. That's how you, like, and this is, this is again, the thing that I think drives people in these two different directions. And I think the church is being caught up right now. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, that's scary. That's scary, yeah. man. Yeah, I, I think, um, I think it, it then shifts to, like, okay, then what, what, what do we do? Because I, I think you, you are seeing that, and that's human nature, that pendulum or that kind of split between, okay, we're going this direction, and then you see the counter reaction to that. And, um, you know, I think you're already seeing that, especially in the millennial generation or generation, uh, what is it, Z that comes after us or mm -hmm. Y? I can't remember. Which, but, but the you know, you're seeing this, this kickback, you know, uh, against a lot of those things, the moral relativism, uh, the, the influence of technology. It's no. a small group right now, but you are seeing that, you know, start to, start to kick back. I think for, for us as the church, our answer is never to completely avoid it. Right. I, I, you know, there's I, healthy participation. There's healthy participation. And so if you look, even, even take it back to the garden, you had Adam and Eve and God, God, didn't remove the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm -hmm. Like that was there, that choice was there. And there was, there, there has to be, you know, a, a, an education and there has to be a, a learning how to handle that. Mm -hmm. So like even like with the explosion of pornography and all of that, right? It's, it's, it's not simply trying to avoid all elements of, oh, here's someone of the, uh, um, the opposite gender or something like that and just completely remove someone because you go out into public now and you're going to see stuff. You go on any social media and you're going to see something, right? So it's learning how to handle that because you're never going to be, be able to completely avoid it. Okay. And so like it's teaching people then how, okay, how do I handle this in a healthy, how do I process this in a healthy way? All right, way? I got a question for both of you guys because I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, Restriction, but restrictions matter. That's what we're all saying, right? Like, yeah. like God put boundaries. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And like that, that's not part of the that's not a part of the fall. That's that's pre-fall, right? Like that's yeah. imperfection. Like so, boundaries are a good thing. Absolutely. So that's good. And so you said like so like so then how do we do this? Like because I, I hear what you're saying, right? For both you guys, if you were to say like to anybody who's listening, like okay, here's at least my roadmap. Yeah. Like how do you how do you do that? Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like both of you, David. I don't know if you want to start off. But like, how how do you how do you do that? How do I do what? How do I specifically like the question is how do I <laughs> navigate through I, uh, technology? I, I wasn't listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to make sure I produce I'm, at the same time. So, like, <laughs> he's trying to multitask. I want to make sure I'm answering the right uh, question. I, I, uh, so what I do is I get Legos and well, uh, I'll start. Yeah, why don't you, you can, start? You can think about it. <laughs> Let me think about it. 
Speaking of Legos, though, no, um, so, <laughs> want to ride bikes? So, um, no, so I, I think that's a fantastic question. I think that's, that's where the rubber meets the road. That's, if, if anyone takes anything from this podcast, it would be like at this moment, you know, yeah. and I think for, for us, so there, there has to be those healthy boundaries. You look at the statistics of like the teenage mind in relation with technology and especially with uh, social media platforms, and you see the response that the adolescent mind has in comparison to the adult brain, which is completely different. The, the, um, the option to get addicted or the ability to get addicted to that type of stuff is so much stronger because the mind's just not fully formed. So I think as far as hard line avoidance, that would have to be more so instituted while you're younger and kind of teach. So you educate them, let them know like, hey, do you know what your mind does when you receive the vibration or the, the ping of a text message? Do you know what's going on in your mind? Do you know that you get a dopamine shot equivalent to that of like a cocaine addict? Like, do you realize that that's how addictive that noise or that vibration is in your pocket? That in that moment, that single moment right after you get that, there's a craving to know exactly what's going on yep. that's as strong as, as a, a drug addiction. So teaching them and letting them know, okay, here's how you do it. And then I love, actually, this is, uh, I mean, I thought about it before. The first person that actually um, I've seen institute that, or I, I don't know them, but they, they wrote about it. It was actually John Mark Comer, which I know is a, a mutual friend of, uh, of, of the podcast here. Um, close, that, close friend. Yeah, close friend close of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but we all we all love John Mark Homer, right? And he, so he institutes uh, like a technology fast. So when he when he does his uh, not technology fast, a technology Sabbath. So when he does his Sabbath, it's a complete Sabbath to techn even including technology. So there's an intentional setting aside, and I think that's really where it is. When you when you can't set aside, that's when you know it owns you. Mm -hmm. But when you can set aside, that's when you you own it, and you can use it as a tool, and it doesn't own you. So I know for my life personally, like for me, I because of the hours that I work and all of that, and I only get an hour or two solid time with my kids every day. So when I get home, uh, most of the time, unless it's been like a crazy time or I didn't get a lot of sleep the night before or something like that, my phone, I'll just set it on the, on, on the table next to the couch. And I'm not putting it in the other room or anything like crazy. I'm not turning it off or anything like that, which I know are, are tools that can help people. But it's intentionally, like, I'm going to put it there. And so I'm going to focus on the kids. I'm going to play with the kids. We're going to go outside or whatever it happens to be. So I'm going to try to get that quality time because I don't get a lot of time with my kids and so I'm going to make sure that that time is quality. So I think instituting certain absolute parameters and then teaching as we have kids or as we're ministry leaders, like teaching people, okay, this is what goes on with technology and this is what we can do to help manage it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I was so ready for that question too. So, <laughs> uh, I can tell. Well, I mean, I think, I think the first thing, well, cause, cause it's interesting. Cause when you look at the, I mean, the church in America, you have, I don't mean, I don't know what the statistics are, but just by like, you seven. know, seven. yeah, definitely 7% of churches. <laughs> no, but like, like half of these churches don't even deal with technology. Don't even have tech, like relevant technology in their churches. Like yeah. how are you supposed to shepherd a people group who are dealing with these things that you don't even have in your church, mm. yeah. you know? And as you're like, you know, a pastor you know, who's leading his people who is in his, you know, 70s, 60s, mm -hmm. whatever, 50s, mm -hmm. who doesn't deal with technology, has no idea how to handle these issues, right? So how, so like, I mean, broad church, like, it, it's so, it's so different. Like, I mean, just even the churches that I grew up in, like, the churches, you know, uses flannel graphs, mm. you know, like it. Can I make an admission? Yeah. 
I don't even know what a flannel graph is. That's, you don't even know what? A, what? That's crazy. That's <laughs> Did crazy. You not grow up in the church? <laughs> literally. I mean, maybe it's called something else. I've just never heard that name. I literally heard it's a blackboard, and you stick like, the like velvety. And, yeah. On the. All right. That's, that's wow. That's crazy. Are you sure you're a millennial? <laughs> I'm not the youngest one at this table. Sure? Yes, that's exactly. That's crazy. <laughs> well, there you go. That All right. makes your point, David. Well, well, that so makes yeah, your point. Exactly. So the, like, the spectrum's so wide. So when it comes to like, hey, these are the next practical steps, I think, I think the first one is just getting educated. Yeah. You know, like talking about AI and like what you're like, you're talking about That's, yeah. dopamine and your phone and people are like, yeah. what do you mean? No, it doesn't. Like, yeah. like, I think, yeah, I think maybe that that's a good, a good point. Maybe even in our, in our sermons. I, I know when, when, when I'll preach, um, actually my wife told me to do this really early on. It was one of the best advice I ever got, but she's like, you, you need to make it applicable to what, what's going on. So if you're mm. going to make a point, then address, okay, what does that look like? And put mm-hmm. three, you know, three or four examples out there. And so maybe if we even start incorporating technology into those examples, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about, you know, addictive behaviors or something like that. And we lay out, you know, the, the common ones, throwing technology in there or the things that distract us or the things that waste our time, the things that pull us away from God and throwing technology, phone, Netflix, TV, whatever it happens to be into into those discussions exposes maybe people that aren't necessarily as familiar with it at least right. the idea and then you can kind of grow on that yeah well, know, what do you guys think no yeah I'm, I, but I think uh, so, so yeah coming from the sermon it's a great conversation that's just laughing Okay. Go ahead. We've had a lot of conversations, and you just break out laughing in the middle. Emotionally healthy responses will be our next podcast. I'm, I'm in withdrawal what, because I can't. I can't be on my phone right now. I'm in withdrawal. So this is at you. We're saying that your phone is destroying your soul. <laughs> Oof. I've heard to hear. That was a hot take. That uh, was. <laughs> yeah. No. So I guess I guess to like uh, to wrap this conversation back to. To, to bring us back around, like it's it's getting educated and it, you know, it can come from sermons and it has to come from, you know, someone, someone who has been freed from, someone who has overcome, someone who has been in that place and has moved beyond and has seen like, hey, you know, someone, someone who can actually yeah. shepherd someone into another pasture yeah. instead of being like, hey, this is this thing that we should avoid, but I don't know why. Yeah. You know, someone who actually has experience because it, it can't just, it can't just be like, hey, this is my opinion. It, like it has to be genuine experience. And I think that's what will, that's what will mean more. Because when you can stand up and say, no, like I've been where you've been and I've, I've seen the other side and it's so much better. Let me take you there, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it helps. I think having conversations about it. Sure. I mean, like at one point we all like smoked on airplanes, like, and then we're right. kind of like, hey, this isn't the best idea, you know? Like, because we started talking about it, we, and that we helps all educate smoked people. On right. I've, I've I, never. I've never, I've never no, your youth is obviously completely different than my youth. Right. But <laughs> don't know what flannel grass were, but when you were five, you were smoking on airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> a different kind of life. The Tell cam- me about where the you camel found. was with me on the airplane. I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, so, so I think uh, just to wrap this conversation up. Um, and this has been, uh, man, I think a, a good few weeks that we've been we've been on this. I think maybe just to uh, encapsulate what what you guys are both saying. I think education matters. Um, we do it for finances in the church because we realize mm. that people didn't know how to handle their finances, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. um, you know, we started bringing those kind of classes. We do it for, um, you know, uh, drugs, drug education, and 
and, and stuff like that. Like, hey, listen, like, you know, uh, this is how you help someone, you know, who's, who's suffering with addiction. And we, we do it for, for marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, it would be naive of the church uh, to, to not think, like, hey, we don't need to, to have this conversation. I think that's how we engage with it very quickly. Um, and, and then also, I think I love your, your second point on that, um, about like just reducing our time being intentional to reduce our time. I think, uh, there's, there's nothing, uh, Steve Shank said last, last week, technology is a tool, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, it's not, it's not like you can either with a tool, you can either use a, use a hammer to, to, you know, build up a house or you could use it as a, as a weapon of destruction and hurt someone with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know it it just depends on how you use the tool so like i think walking cautiously understanding that this tool is you know a stick of dynamite that is in your hand mm-hmm. yeah. um and instead of uh trying to just you know um i think just use it without any type of guardrails and so like i, I think probably i know you wanted to yeah I, I just wanted to say this one quick thing because it just it just landed on my head and it it as the church we need to bring back these things that we've rejected in like the 18 and 19 like centuries where we we took psychology out of the church we took the arts out of the church we took you know like we need to bring these things back inside the church like you know universities used to be out of the church so we need to bring these things back inside the church in order to to handle these things like our churches need to be more than like a Sunday hmm. show. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a, that's a perfect place to, and I don't, to, to close off. Oh, I, I guess it was. <laughs> you don't want to. No, I, I think we don't, we don't have to be scared of it. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a bit, you know, like we don't have to treat it, you know, like we kind of did that with, with sex a little bit, I think in the church and we yeah. just like, we're scared to talk a little about bit. it or it's like, <laughs> and like, we still don't talk about it. And then it's like, okay, well you're not telling your kids about it then. Or like right. nobody knows how to. Someone else so, is telling your kids. Exactly. And so let, let's not be scared of it too and talk about it and realize oh okay yeah we, yeah we just need to learn like anything else in life we just need to learn how to how to manage it you know food or anything like, mm. just, no. you know especially you Elijah no emotionally healthy response sounds like a shot no it wasn't a shot sounds like a shot alright we'll see you guys next week thanks again for joining I'm still alive <laughs> Oh, don't worry. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm gonna, I already have my responses loaded up. Because that's a Christian thing to do. Um, yeah, <laughs> so like Jesus. I guess we will wrap up there. <laughs> All right. Man, as always, guys, we love you. We're praying for you. Um, we'll talk to you next time.